such a funny little creature. Oh, I know. He's he's goofball. He. You are talking about the dog, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just have to make sure of that. Do I have to be worried about my P's, T's, and C's? No. Okay. Not, you don't have to worry about anything. Okay. Nobody's going to judge you except for me. And well, I didn't know if it no. like, <laughs> There'll be no spelling test, so that's no, all No, these all, these all have popped stuff on okay. them, okay. so you don't have to worry about any of that kind of stuff. So. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. I get the extra. See? You just did your perfect, and I didn't hear anything. See? Oh, well, that was. <laughs> that, was <a> little, <laughs> that was a little extra there. Hey, good morning. Welcome to another episode of Stage Door, and hopefully you guys have been enjoying all the episodes going on because it is actually show season, and everybody's doing their shows right now, including our next guest on the show. We are talking to Mommy Valley Country Day, and they're doing a pretty cool, pretty unique show for a high school, I would say. Uh, Chicago? Mm-hmm. How in the how 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 do you how did you manage to get this out there? So Mr. we're B? doing we're doing Chicago the Teen Edition, um, which is set up for this. Um, whenever anybody asks me how are you getting away with this or how are you doing this, um, the answer is I choose shows the way I always choose shows. What are we looking to do uh, educationally? What are we looking to do creatively? Uh, does it work in terms of financially? And Chicago met everything I wanted to do. And so Chicago, written in the mid-70s, it's almost 50 years old, but it's a show about being famous. Right. Not for doing anything, just famous for the sake of being famous. And so it is relevant to... I think Roxy and Velma would be counting their Instagram followers. Absolutely. It's very relevant to nowadays. <laughs> and, and so it was topically, it was correct. It's also, I have a lot of strong women mm. in my program right now, and it's got great roles for young women. Um, although great role models, maybe not, but great <laughs> roles. Um, but in terms of like the production, everybody thinks of the revival of Chicago, which is all black spandex and all that. We're not doing that version of Chicago. Well, I we're doing that. we're doing very much a vaudeville set in the 1920s. Um, when Candor and Ebb wrote it in the mid 70s, it is Chicago a musical vaudeville, and so we're looking at everything we can do from the show placards uh, for the acts to uh, the newspaper headlines to the women in prison. What were women in prison wearing in the 1920s? And we're going to costume it that way. Awesome. See, so I was talking with Ron on our walks that we have every day, and I was, and I said, well, you know, Chicago. I, I w- just recently saw uh, Cutting Edge produce it, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, it really isn't that racy, other than the fact that they wear clothes in the show that can be racy, but the storyline isn't crazy. You know, Gabby, are you playing the Kim Kardashian role of, of Roxy? Is no, that... I'm actually playing Velma Kelly. Oh, Velma. Yes. Okay, she's a, I like her. <laughs> yes. She's a fun character. I lo- Explain who why you like that role so much. So Velma's very interesting. She has so much power behind her, and it's a very big contrast from... Previously, I was Belle in Beauty and the Beast at Mommy Valley. Oh, those are nice contrasting roles. Yeah, very big contrast. The use of power, I love that. That's a very good description of her. Yeah, Velma, she just, she walks into a room and she has power. Mm. Even when in the show she loses some of that power in the second act, she still holds the room. She still holds power to an extent. So who is she exactly, though? 
For anybody, so, again, this is a podcast hopefully for people who don't know what the heck we're talking about. So if you explain a little bit who Velma is, because I actually have seen the show, so I feel a little spoiled this time <laughs> around. So Velma Kelly is the famous vaudeville actor. She's been on tours, she's been on shows, and she had done this sister act with her sister Veronica. However, she is in prison now because she had killed her sister and her husband after finding out about their affair with each other. Scandal. I know. Scandalous already. I hate when that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I know, Tuesdays, So where's the power? Yeah, Tuesdays. So where's the power coming, though? Why is she powerful? Because... She, there's this whole thing about he had it coming. She yes. didn't do it. Um, there's a line that she has. Uh, she has some really good lines in the show. One of my favorites, uh, Roxy asks her, uh, so what's your plan? Uh, I didn't do it. <laughs> well, then who did? Uh, I don't know. Only I know is that it wasn't me. I completely blacked out. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> so she has this power because she is BSing the entire the entire rest of the cast and she knows how to do it. The rest it. of the world, really. Yeah, the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, she knows, she, yeah. She's, pull, she's trying to just BS everybody the whole time. I thought we were going to break in the song there. I heard that she had <laughs> yeah. it coming and I was ready. Everybody let's is do, already breaking into it. Let's do the tango it, yeah. here. That's, that's one of the fun things about the show is um, He Had It Coming is about 20 minutes into the show and do a two and a half hour show and it's such a strong number and they do a great job with it and then like as a director i have to think okay i have to follow that up with another hour and a half of compelling <laughs> right everybody's right. already waiting for right. that song to come out and then if if they haven't yeah. seen the show but rather just heard the song on its own they're like oh it's already happening it's already happening yeah what well, is going to happen the rest of the show yeah. then dancing there's, there's got to be some some heavy dancing in this show yeah. correct Jessica Newman is our choreographer. She's done choreography at a number of schools um, around. And she came to me, a mutual friend introduced us. And that was uh, before I was talking about, you know, choosing a show creatively, educationally. We haven't done a big dance show at Mommy Valley in a while. And so I wanted them to have the experience of working with a professional choreographer. I wanted the dance experience and I wanted to make sure that we put that focus in because it was something educationally we haven't done recently. So what's the new thing we can do for this show? And so we're, we've put a lot of focus on dance. And you have generally, you have a, you know, younger people in the show. Is it safe to assume not in this one? Correct. Um, At mommy Valley, I do a three show season and, um, all of the main stage shows can be audi- can uh, middle and upper school can both audition. And then one of the shows, it's middle and lower school. In this particular case before auditions, I did say that I was much less likely yes. <laughs> to cast a middle schooler as one of the murderesses. Um, and, and it did hold true. Um, I do have a middle school student who's playing kitty who later in the first act she joins the group at the prison Mm. um but you know it's a middle schooler who i've worked with before but yeah we kind of started out this one skews a little older yeah yeah unless the uh, middle student has a resume of killing Uh, then you you can (laughs) nicole so you're joining us now who do you play in the show i'm playing roxy you are playing roxy okay so we have the main two ladies in the show sitting here right now so when the cast list came out first of all when the show was announced how excited were you that they were doing the show i was i was very excited i 
have worked with Mr. B for a long time since he's come here. I did a sh- the first show with him. I've been at Mommy Valley since before he's been here. Uh-huh. And since him so and I... So you were tiny. You yes, must have I was been, very so, tiny. When you say you're, you were at Mommy Valley before he came to Mommy Valley, Mr. B has been at Mommy Valley for a while. Yeah. So that means you were like in preschool? Uh, I mean, second grade is when I came to okay, Mommy Valley. Yeah, yeah. Um, but since I and had in no second grade, you were saying Chicago, 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 <laughs> Chicago and Heather's were the two. Oh, Heather's too, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. but so I have always come up to him and I've been like, so would you ever do this show? What about this show? Would you ever do this show? Oh, you're and, one of those. Huh? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm one of those theater kids. Ugh. Um, and I mentioned Chicago to him about a year and a half ago, just kind of offhandedly. Mm. And he, he was just kind of like, huh. And then didn't talk about it for a little while. Um, I planted the seed. Oh, you and, planted the seed. All right. <laughs> and so finding out that we were doing Chicago, I obsess over shows before auditions and after auditions. Um, so I started, I found a script online, like a PDF of it. And uh-huh. I started going through the script, making my partner go through the script with me. Um, <laughs> that sounds like the, Ron when he when he finds out a show's coming out, he he like goes to the library because oh, yeah, we're old. Long before, yeah, before yeah. He's, they've even picked who's oh, doing yeah. what. Yeah, he's like, I, he, he goes and gets <laughs> oh, the yeah. script and he just reads through it all. It's like Ron, you don't even you haven't even been cast. Yeah, yet. already have heck? it all memorized. You know. <laughs> yeah, day one he has it when he is cast. Is day one he knows what he's doing already. So. Yeah, and I was immediately um, in love with Velma Kelly. I loved her spunk. I mm-hmm. loved her characterization, her one-liners. Welcome back, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> the heck was that? Just seeing through Roxy's BS from the beginning. Yeah, like I is. love, I love her spunk. So the the fact that I get this opportunity to play her is she can be pretty crass at times. Yeah. I do like that. So how about you then? So you you got cast as Roxy, and you were like, yeah. of course I got Roxy. Yeah, like I was really excited when I know when I knew that we are gonna do the Chicago because I know it is a really like dance heavy show, and yeah. I am originally like I do dancing for a Sweet. long time, and I do a lot of like different kinds of dance, and I like you know I do jazz or something, and mm-hmm. Chicago is a like show about you know jazz or something so about a cabaret dancing show exactly yeah and i i was like oh my god it fits me i love it and so do you get to show off everything you do then (laughs) yeah all right sweet yeah and one thing i know that i have a like dance teacher and she did like the all that jazz you know like a song in chicago Mm -hmm. on the dance of that so i knew that originally and i really loved that one and after like i know that i went to see like a lot of like shortcut of chicago and I love Roxy, the song Roxy and the dance. Like, it's, oh my God, I was obsessed with it. So, yeah. yeah. So I, go ahead, Roxy. Nicole, Nicole, do you have any personal traits that are similar to Roxy or should I be, that'd be a scary question to ask. (laughs) Yeah, it's a really good question. She's only murdered five or six guys. Um, (laughs) I think Roxy, she is a girl with a really big uh, ambition. Yeah. And... Maybe a little ruthless, yes. but um, in some way, I can say that she is really brave and she has a really clear goal that like what I want and I will get it like for sure. But like for me, I think uh, maybe sometimes I have the same um, trait as her. Like uh, if I want something, I'll try my best to get it. But for Roxy, maybe she will uh, use some 
like different ways. Maybe with try me. a little too yeah. hard. Huh? Maybe it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit on the dark side. Of, mm-hmm. If you can't yeah. get it the right way, I'll She's get it the wrong She's in prison. Way. You're not. That's, that's, there's, that's, that's, that's <laughs> the first big, big yeah. difference. Yeah. Not, oh, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh boy, uh, who's who does the music? Do the students performing the music? How's the, how's the music actually done? Uh, in terms of like the orchestra, yes. there you go. Is it an orchestra? So yes, we do have we do have a pit, oh, um, cool. and most of that is f- our students. However, we are um, recruiting trumpet. We are we are recruiting a couple <laughs> trumpet players. She gives a little side eye over there, looking over <laughs> Mr. B. Who are we recruiting again? What was that instrument? <laughs> a trumpet player. You need a trumpet player. So anybody listening, come please. We, <laughs> Trumpet player, get get a hold of us or get a hold of uh, Brian Boz, you know, Brian, Mr. B. Call Mr. B uh, at uh, Mommy Valley and uh, and he'll be happy to talk to you. I'm sure. You'll, so, let, you'll let me know when you need an accordion player, right? Uh, <laughs> I've I've actually talked to some of the kids who are playing in the orchestra and they talk about how interesting it is as a pair as opposed to other shows like beauty and the beast it's very oh. you have to stick to the music but because it's this jazz and it's this you they get to play with it a little bit which the students that i've talked to really enjoy that because they get to have such they get to have a bit of freedom with it cool so we need to talk about your theater though because yes. you have one of uh, the most unique, what I would call one of the coolest venues in the area. And it's even better than that. Oh, even better. Okay. Um, so uh, we have the theater at Mommy Valley. The Millennium Theater was built in 1999, and it's a 300-seat house. One of the unique things about it is it has a very steep rake, so every single audience member like can see the stage oh my incredibly gosh, well. It's so good. And acoustically, it's amazing as yeah. well because the the way the surfaces are, it's great. The thing I wanted to mention this year is that uh, the community raised money last spring at our auction. We have repainted the theater. We have redone the lobby. We have completely kind of upgraded the guts of the theater. It already looked great before. It did. Uh, uh, we no longer have the terracotta. We okay. now have the Mommy Valley Blue in there, oh. so it also feels much more like part of the school um, and connected to it. And we have a lot of quality of life upgrades is what I'll call them oh, in okay. terms of how we're hanging the speakers, in terms of the way we're using the lighting instruments and everything. So we're we're stepping up our game, beautiful building, and because our community responded in such a great way, new carpet, new paint, new lighting in the lobby wow. would be awesome. And it's only 300 people. Yeah. But it doesn't even feel like it's that big, honestly, because you're right there on because it has such a high rake to the seating. I feel like every seat there is a good seat. Yeah, you're you're not more than I I measured it out my first year. I think it was something like the farthest seat from center stage is 50 feet. I believe it. And it's so it's very tight. And again, visibility is great. Even oh, if yes. even if Shaquille O'Neal sat in front of you in the row in front of you, you would still be able to see the stage. And you're not kidding. You're not yeah. kidding. It is really like it, amazing. It's also um, when you're performing on it, it is a wall of humanity that you're oh, facing I bet. as well. Yes. Not I've not been able to see that yeah. angle, obviously. <laughs> but I bet it is amazing yeah. to look up there and see that though. Yeah, and it's just again, it's a great venue, and and we've done. Again, some great upgrades. If you've never been in the theater, uh, this is a great opportunity for it. Agree. And it's so, a great show to go see in there as well. So how do you talk to the, the, the students about, you see a wall of humanity, as you called it. How should they focus upon that? I mean, it's well, I suppose I, being way out. It's just. 
my, the reason I direct is for audience connection. Like that is paramount in everything I do. And, and so I want them to be looking at the audience. There are times where, yes, not play to them, but look directly at them because I want that sense of connection. Um, without an audience, it's just another rehearsal. I, I'm very much a Peter Brook that if somebody is doing something and somebody is there watching them, that's all you need for theater. And, and so that person watching them is essential. So we talk about what are the times you are going to stare directly at the audience for a moment or something like that. This is also, you mentioned before, it is a cabaret. So the audience is the audience. Yeah, it's right there. That's true. Yeah. It, it, that is a great thing about Chicago. Chicago can be performed in smaller spaces, bigger spaces. It's all, it doesn't feel cheated if it's in a small space. It feels even more intimate and even better, in my opinion, because they're literally right there on top of you. Yep. So, hey, Nicole, have you performed in this uh, venue before? Oh, yeah, I did, like last year. So, what's it like seeing the whole wall of people in front of you? Uh, it's. It shocked me because <laughs> uh, I started to do theater stuff like um, last year. That was my first time. So like in that big stage and see a lot of people, it's like a very new experience. And, you know, that sense of feeling is like, oh, I'm like the star, but I'm still very nervous. Yeah, it's exhilarating know? though, I bet too. Obviously, you wouldn't be back. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things you, you've done, Mr. B, in the past, I've seen the shows, and again, why I wanted to have uh, Mommy Valley on in particular is because you do some really different kinds of shows. You do some unique shows, you do some big shows, you do some small shows, but I see a lot of like effort put into everything that goes on when it comes to the set design, the costuming stuff. So I'm like, we need to get Mommy Valley well, in here. Well, it... it I've been in educational theater. This is my 25th year running a high school program. Mm. And I believe that students in a four-year career should have a classic musical theater type experience, a contemporary musical theater type, a interesting show and a show that does some type of skill that we didn't have before. Same on the play end. I look for an artistic one. I look for one that where you do a different configuration, where your relationship with the audience uh, in the spring, we're likely to do a show either in the round or to have the audience move around different parts of the school to see different parts of yeah, it. Yeah, not not to be not to be offensive or anything to you, but I just don't think a lot of people would think, well, small, tiny, mommy mm -hmm. valley is going to have a production that is put on in a way that you guys put on a show. I think they would think, oh, it's some little rinky-dink school. Who cares? But you're you don't do that. The, I mean, how many I people are in your graduating classes at mommy valley? I'm like sorry. Thirty. You got like uh, yeah. 30? Yeah. Usually. Yeah. What is it? Forty. Four. Yeah. Four, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, couldn't hear you because you're not on a microphone. Forty-eight is what 40, she yeah. said. Um, but yeah, somewhere between forty and sixty are have been yeah, graduating see, classes. So it's not a big class. I don't know if like expectations get lowered. Like, oh, but I, well, I'm here. I wanted to have you on to get people to say no, no, no. Don't lower your expectations for Mommy Valley. Well, and and for me, it's I. I think the biggest thing for me is I, I'm a theater fan. Mm. I, I like a lot of different styles of theater. You know, I, I still love kind of nerding out over theater <laughs> in every possible way. And, and so there's such a variety of types of theater that 
I'm not somebody who's going to do, you know, Beauty and the Beast and then Anastasia, which was another one. I'm not going to do those shows back to back. I'm going yeah. to look for whatever the contrast is. And so the contrast to Beauty and the Beast was Chicago. Yeah, slightly. I think that's pretty, yeah. <laughs> and, and because we need to stretch our creative muscles, like we need to work them out. And, and you have to work out different ones. Uh, when Gabby was talking about the orchestra, Beauty and the Beast is heavy on strings. This has mm. more brass in it and and so i always kind of look for what's the contrast for what we did last time and that's a driving force for me okay it was beauty and the beast and that was beauty is the beast (laughs) basically in chicago Uh, ah yes well the other the other thing to point out about our beauty and the beast is we also had it wasn't the full body costume it was a puppetry engineered head by the senior who played the beast and so even when we do and we used puppets for lumiere and uh cogsworth and mrs potts so even when we do a known show i try to do it in a unique way in the case of chicago doing it the traditional way with 1920s costumes with doing the vaudeville trappings doing it the traditional way is unique right now because that's not how the show is perceived Mm mm-hmm yeah, so I know Gabby had mentioned that she said she put the she put the seed in your head a year and a half ago, but uh uh-uh. uh. I know that you have some explaining to do to all of your previous classes of people that you've taught over the years and directed over the years because they have all been fighting for Chicago, including your daughter who yeah. is in the sh- yes. <laughs> in their um, grade. I, I I you you possibly saw my Facebook post when I posted that we were doing Chicago. I am friends with a lot of former oh, students. Oh, I said my daughter went to Mommy Valley and I yeah. sent her the post and she was she was like, "Oh, I, she um, had some words I can't yes, repeat." Yeah, on yeah. You. <laughs> there was a little bit of yeah. Um but uh but I had students from 15 20 years ago. The last time I tried to do Chicago was literally 10 years ago in in 2012. Ah. Um and I couldn't get the rights at the time. The teen edition didn't exist. Um so it's a show again that idea of being famous just because you're known, not because you've contributed anything. And that idea, I don't know, was around in 75, but since the advent of the internet. And that's why the revival has been running since 1997, because it is connected more to a now and the last 20 years than it was when it first came out. Definitely a show ahead of its time. And again, linking it to how it was originally done in this case, is more subversive. No apology to your daughter and her class at all. This is your no, opportunity. No, I, I, <laughs> the number of students I've always had who, who like, um, if I fail all my classes, I can come back and do the show next year. <laughs> and I'm like, it doesn't work yeah, that that's not a good way. Idea. Yeah. Um, but I, I also had a couple from California who said that they were going to fly over to audition and change their name. To Poor be, Karina. Yeah. No yeah. remorse coming from her father nah. at all about, no, no, no. about hosing her on being in the show. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> Karina's a Texas date. She's doing wonderfully, uh, my youngest. Yeah. And, um, and But she just went... She just kind of threw up her hands. Yeah. And I, I just kind of went, of course. Okay. As, as I said, there's no, yep. I can't repeat what my daughter said about the whole situation. When is the show? Uh, we open on November 17th. We are Thursday the 17th, Friday the 18th, and Saturday the 19th at 7.30, and then a matinee on the Sunday the 20th at 2.30. And I can testify, I've actually been to a few of the shows at Mommy Valley and do not take them lately. It is a good performance. Thank you. 